Down to Business on News Talk. Sponsored by Flowgas. Talk to us today for electricity that will power your business wherever you are. Now we're getting all mechanical in this week's industry review. Plant hire is a booming business and here to get down with the diggers and drill into the industry is Height for Hire's Operations Director, Francis McArdle. Ray Menton is the General Manager of ME Plant Hire and the Managing Director of HSS Hire and Leash Hire. Michael Colleen also joins us. You're all very welcome. Um, Michael, I might start with you. Um, you started off, uh, you've built a fine business. Uh, you started off, was it in Port Leash many years ago? That's correct, Bobby. Yes, we yeah. started in 1992. We started up Leash Hire um, from a very low base, um, with a 5,000 loan actually. And we, myself and my wife Maureen, um, we built the business up brick by brick basically over a period of time. Um, so we developed into diggers, dumpers, etc., as, as you said yourself there, over the years and um, uh, developed it into a, um, a seven-branch uh, network. Okay. All right. Well, we'll come back to that, to more detail of that, but just to get a, a background to everybody's business. Next, we'll go to Ray Menton. He's the general manager of ME Plantar. Ray, you're very welcome to the program. Tell us a little bit about ME Plantar and your business. Sure. Uh, like Michael's story, I suppose, uh, ME Plantar is the brainchild of one Pat Madden, a Carlo man. Started off repairing dumpers, actually, and di- and cement mixers in his in his heyday. Is that right? He did indeed, yeah. Uh, well known for it. Um, and basically built up the business slowly but surely, getting into teleporters shortly thereafter. And similar to Michael again, getting into diggers and dumpers and just keeping a, a fairly small okay. base on equipment. Okay. So. Okay, we'll come back to the sure. to the detail of the business in a minute. Um, mm-hmm. And our third guest is Francis McArdle. Francis, your business was started, I think, by your father, Harry, is that right? That's correct. Tell um, us about that then. Well, we're 40 years old this year. Fantastic. Um, my dad, Harry, who's still active in the business, uh, his birthday's next month, but I probably shouldn't say on air what age he will be, but he's still very actively involved. And um, we, we have grown now. We'll have 30 locations renting out cherry pickers across Ireland, the UK, Slovakia and Hungary. So from one machine in Drogheda in 1978, we've, we've come a long way. OK, right. So that gives us, I suppose, a sense of uh, each of your businesses. Let me just ask then about how the business actually works. Michael, if you started, as you say, all those years ago with one piece of kit and a €5,000 loan... I presume that you build up stock as you go along and, you know, the the trick then is to buy something for X and rent it so many times so that once it's paid for then, the profit comes thereafter. You might explain uh, how the uh, the unit price pricing actually okay. works. So there's a big variety of, of equipment, obviously, that we, we hire out in particular. So we, we hire out everything from a, a hoover or a small drill up to um, a large telehandler or a large boom heist indeed. Um, and uh, the, the economics of, of um, the different categories is slightly different. So okay. there's a quicker payback on the smaller stuff because it's cheaper to buy and it's, it turns around quicker. And the bigger stuff, there's, there's, um, there's a longer period of payback on them. Okay. So um, typically, the smaller gear, we would turn it over every probably two years. It'll pay for itself roughly in a year, year and a half, depending on the rate and the utilisation. And the bigger gear, then you're probably looking at sort of a four to five year payback. Okay. But the the bigger machine is obviously worth more at the end of the day. It's it's the okay. the. the uh, so does that mean sort of de facto then that you would have started with smaller gear and as things went along and as you made a bit of profit here, you would have bought a digger or a bulldozer or that whatever. is absolutely right. We okay. we, we started up very small with with smaller kit. 
stuff that, that moved, uh, concrete equipment, etc., a kit that moved fast, and then slowly but surely we bought the bigger kit as, as according as we had the finance and the cash to do so. Okay. Ray, let me ask you about um, the the correlation between the construction industry and your business. It has to be, I would suggest, hand in glove. So there's been good times, there's been bad times. Do you go up and down? Uh, basically, is it as simple as going up and down relative to what uh, the, how the construction sector is doing? It does, yeah. I mean, I suppose it's fair to say for ourselves, uh, with the big guys, as you put 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 it forward, basically the big guys, you do, you, you, you follow... You, we tend to get a, a, a board of people that we pick from and I'm sure Michael and Francis haven't been in business 40 years can also relate. There are people who stick with you over along over that period of time. You just get a good rapport with them and, you know, you've also, if you're, if you're clever about your business, you'll profile it correctly. So yeah. you'll have a mix of the big guys and you'll also have a mix of the medium small guys and then you'll have the small guys doing extensions at the end of the week. So, But if I bring you back, uh, Ray, to maybe 2009 or sure. 2010, when there was all this plant hire about the place sure. that was being repossessed, and yeah. like that must have decimated your business in terms of the fact that there was so much cheap stock out there. Were you able to get any sort of a decent rate, even if there was activity yeah, happening? Yeah, it's a good question, actually. Uh, it's something we would be probably merciless about with regard to... Our rates, uh, as Michael alluded to, yield is the biggest, you know, where our business is, con- is concerned, yield is very important. And it's really made up of utilisation and rate. So you have to have your diggers out for as many days during the year and you have to protect your rate. Yeah. Nobody wants to be the cheapest guy in the block because at the end of the day, if you're not farming those profits back into the maintenance of your equipment, well then, you know, those big guys you talk about are going to be very, very quick yeah. letting you know that, They've got six guys standing around a machine. They're paying you 40 quid more than they're paying the competitor. Yeah. But, you know, five, six guys standing around a machine for no now is a lot more expensive, yeah. you know. So that's a point, I suppose. Uh, Francis, what about um, the actual, I suppose, mechanics of the business in terms of... It, clearly, for if you're a construction company, you probably don't want to be tying up uh, cash in assets such as you hire out. So so would I be right in saying that in certain cases, uh, the, the ability to, to, to hire a, a piece of equipment from a, a firm like yourselves, I take it, I use it, I give it back, and if it breaks down, it's your problem. Is that kind of the logic that, that, that construction companies follow? Well, I suppose, first of all, um, we, we were very involved with construction when we started out. Our first 30 years would have very much followed construction. Um, but after the the 2007 experience that I think everybody around the room is nodding at here, uh, we decided that we didn't want to be uh, so exposed to construction because in Ireland it's either boiling hot or, or freezing yeah. cold. So we started looking at spreading our, our risk. And how we did that was we went into other industries such as uh, wind farm work, film work, and we decided to open up uh, a division of products specifically for homeowners, domestic users, farmers, small businesses. So I, I can talk about the construction industry, uh, you know, and and quite rightly, construction has has identified plant hire or, or plant maintenance as a cost that they can outsource. And like many businesses, they're outsourcing it to specialists who know about the business and who can put their thinking into how to keeping the uptime there. Okay, those other industries that you talked about, uh, and again, it's, it's it's always smart to diversify, but surely they wouldn't have made up uh, 
like would construction still be the main uh, business channel? Uh, no, not for us okay, now. Okay, that's it's, interesting. Yes. Well, uh, yeah. Now, the, the, we, we spread our risk in two ways. One was we diversified geographically, and yeah. that's when we, we opened up in, in the UK, Slovakia and Hungary. But also, as I say, we looked at the customer base, not only in Ireland, but in those countries as well. So, um, I, you know, construction is still a very important part of our business. But because it's so cyclical, yeah. we had to see a way of, of making our business more sustainable. And, uh, and I think construction companies quite wisely have seen that, uh, that maintenance of access equipment, especially the, the equipment that we would have, the cherry pickers, it's so specialised. Their, their expertise is construction and building projects it's not it, it doesn't have to be in anything they can outsource okay so uh, up uptime uh, the rental business is all about uptime and how you give uptime is by giving you know buying new kit keeping it fresh keeping it maintained and making it available in the place the customer wants it yeah so so many of our customers have their own kit quite you know a lot of telecoms companies but you know, the piece they might need is they might need it in Sligo today. They might need it in Belfast tomorrow, Cork the next day. And that's what you're here So to that's do. what the availability is about. Okay, we're talking plantar. My guests are Michael Colleen, Francis McArdle and Ray Menton. Uh, Michael, if I could come back to you, the influence of legislation on the business. When we talk about health and safety, we talk about, you know, uh, safe construction sites, making even farming safer. Does that have an influence on your business? It is a huge influence, Bobby, yes. Um, the, 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 uh, the demands now on health and safety are, are massive. So everything going to site has got to be checked, double-checked. It's got to be uh, tested every six months in, in our business. Um, we've got to be all over that. Your computer systems have got to uh, match into all that. Um the, the, the contractors, um, you know, the large and small contractors and the specialist contractors we work for, they all, every single one of them, um, very much demand that, that you're on top of all that and you, you just basically can't have an accident now. And does that, <clears throat> does that in itself present an opportunity that maybe, that again, that a, a company would decide to outsource because of health and safety, we'll get HSS hire or MER or whoever in, in to do the job on the basis that I just don't want to be bothered with all yeah. that legislative stuff. Yes, it, it is an opportunity, yes, yeah. in, in that they, they don't want to have to take on that that risk probably and responsibility on the, day, in the, on the day-to-day basis and we can cover off all that for them, in, in particularly in sort of a clean room environments and... and um, you know, make, um, medical um, yeah. extensions, all that type of stuff. Okay. So um, th- that's where it comes in mainly. Ray, could I ask you about uh, higher companies hiring to other higher companies? Is there a, is there a kind of a, a, a pyramid tree where you guys rent to each other and that somebody might be uh, hiring something out that is maybe on uh, maybe two steps removed from the owner of the equipment? <laughs> Yeah, I think what you're referring to, Bobby, is commonly known in the industry as cross-hiring. Cross-hiring, okay. Yeah. So basically, um, I suppose during the early 90s, uh, coming into the late 90s, you had a lot of the big UK uh, nationals coming over. So um, there is, uh, I would say, speaking from the from the aspect of uh, like the small indigenous uh, companies, the independents, for example, um, we, I suppose, we've built up a network of communication between us uh, where 
we do interact between the companies, yeah. big and small. Um, well, I think if, as Francis said earlier, you know, the trick is that is to have it rented out, not have it sitting in a warehouse. And so Francis is right. Wh- whether you know, that's yeah. through uh, a lower rate because you have to sub-hire it or whatever, but at least it's out there. And you also have to take into consideration as well that, you know, we are a service provider for the construction industry, so we have to meet that challenge as, you know, a group of, of companies, yes, we're all our own indiv- individual commercial entities, but we've also got a, a responsibility to provide for the construction sector. So, And we, we make no apologies for that. As I said, we would, we would deal, we would choose small quality horror companies like ourselves who would have very stringent, um, you know, checks in place on their machinery and very strict, as Michael said as well, just the safety aspect of it is paramount. GA1 yeah. certification with everything that goes out the door with, a, you know, a 57-point checklist. It, it's it's rational. It has to be. And is there anything, is there any particular item uh, that doesn't make sense to hire out? Is there, like, that That I've, I got out of Kango hammers because I just couldn't make money on them? <laughs> uh, or, or, or like uh, Well, there is, personally for us, was, was compressors were always a pain in the rear end because they're an air-driven piece of equipment and it's all the accoutrement that goes between it. And unfortunately, uh, you know, I suppose due to the competitive nature of it, uh, they got so low to pull a revenue from that it just became, you know, you have to look at your plant, the utilisation. Again, going back to Francis' point that there's no point in hiring something out if you're not going to turn a book on it. You know, sometimes you do have to keep some items in your fleet that will facilitate, you know, he might come and, he, you know, your guy might uh, come and hire a telehandler off you. He might also need something small that you'll have there. Okay. Just as an ancillary item, I suppose, you know. Last question to Francis. Francis, you, you mentioned technology earlier. Um, I, I assume that you really have to, that this sounds to me like a business that you have to keep reinvesting in. Absolutely. Well, you mentioned cross-hire there. We can cross-hire to others, but we actually can't cross-hire in because we keep digital, full digital records of every single machine. We have full plant history. We have 24 hours, seven days a week technical support, and we couldn't support somebody else's product. Okay. So unfortunately, the, the cross-hire, well, fortunately, the cross-hire is, is something that we can hire out, but don't hire in. And uh, in order to provide this 24-hour, seven days a week technical support and the other, you know, the digital records, we invested very heavily in, in IT. So we have a team of seven people in our IT department, which is unusual for yeah. a plant hire, a company. And we, we just had to do that in order to, to scale up and keep track of all these uh, machines all over okay. the place. And, and the health and safety is very high on lifting people, a lot higher than machinery that is materials handling. Okay. So, well, listen, you learn something new every day. I've learned something this morning, and that is the plant hire business. I'd like to thank my guests, Michael Colleen from HSS and Leash Hire, Francis McArdle from Height for Hire, and Ray Manton, General Manager of ME Plant Hire. Thank you all for joining us. Thank you, Bobby. And good luck in the hiring business. We wish you well. Thank you very thank much. Thank you very much. Cheers. Thank you. Down to Business on Newstalk. Sponsored by Flowgas. Talk to us today for electricity that will power your business wherever you are.